Today we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, Jamie, uh, which one am I? Don't answer. <laughs> This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show today. Not one, not two, but three hosts. Myself, Mr. Tony Shower, who is not remote host today, but whatever the opposite live and in person live and in person and jamie mom remote host hello glad to be here yes our our last recording together you were here and tony was here and yeah it was nice nice. taking turns maybe i should be out next time i know jeff we have to have you (laughs) this is your show so no no yeah you're kind of the glue Yep. It takes a village to raise. Uh, no, wait a minute. Different. Y- y- Jeff is the glue of the show. Uh, what are you made out of? <laughs> All right. That's enough. Uh, that's enough. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about annuities. And we'd like to bring up this topic from t- time to time as we do with a variety of different things. But just where are, what are they? Where do they fit? Where they don't fit? And some of the, the mystique of annuities. I've never used that phrase before. Wow. Magical, magical, uh, mystique, <laughs> mystique, different types of annuities. And also why do they get a bad rap? Sometimes some people have uh, poor opinions of annuities. We're going to cover everything you need to know. Not quite. We'll round up, but, uh, everything you need to know about annuities and what, what to be careful of, how to make informed decisions about them. So there's a lot that we could dig into that for sake of time, we'll abbreviate some of that here today. Yeah. And I think when we get started, we have to talk about the word annuity, right? Because it gets used as this overall all encompassing term, but there are actually several different types of annuities. They all solve different needs. There's different pros and cons to each of them. And we could be on here all day digging into all the various subcategories. But I think for our purposes today, let's keep things really simple and just talk about two main types of annuities, which are variable and fixed. So variable annuities, they can lose money. They do sometimes come with some internal fees, which is one of the reasons why they can get a bad rap. There are definitely some benefits, but the main difference between variable and fixed, in my opinion, is the potential market loss of a variable annuity compared to a fixed annuity. And fixed annuities cannot lose money in the market. This is really cheesy, but years and years ago when we trained on this, it was the catchphrase, zero is your hero. And it it must have stuck, obviously. It's been 25 <laughs> years and I still remember it. So zero is your hero, meaning if the markets are down, I can't lose money in my annuity. My gains would have already locked in. So in a year when 
everybody's looking at their investments and their statements. If they're down, my annuity would simply credit zero. I didn't lose anything. So I think those are the main things we want to differentiate between variable and fixed to at least give people a baseline knowledge and understanding to get started. Yeah, that's good. The, the, with fixed annuities, protection is your your key reason for using that. And like many things, there are a lot of different options within that category of fixed annuities. And fixed versus variable, there there aren't isn't isn't a, a good or a bad. It's a different. You know, variable annuities have a lot of benefits, as do fixed annuities. It's using if you're going to use an annuity, it's using the right one in the right situation based on your needs. So, you know, with fixed annuities, you have other subtypes. You have ones that are similar to bank CDs where you get a stated interest rate for a period of time, like 4% for five years or whatever the term might be. And you have tax deferral during that period. So I have a traditional a fixed annuity like that. And then you have things like fixed index annuities, which are very popular right now as well, where your growth is based on some external market index, such as the S&P 500, for example, is a common example. So if the S&P is up, you have some growth up to the limits. That's one of the trade-offs with it, but you don't have any downside if the market is down. So like anything, trade-offs, understanding where and how to use those is really important. So let's give an example here because this is where I think annuities can start to get a bad rap. And I believe it originates a lot of times from investment advisors not really understanding the role of annuities and where they fit. A fixed annuity especially, we're not trying to compete with investments, mutual funds, double digit returns. We're not necessarily using this to try to swing for the offenses and get aggressive growth. We're using fixed annuities typically as like an alternate to a bank CD. We want to beat our other safe money options, which is where that protection against loss comes in. And hey, if I'm linked to the index and an index annuity and I can get a little more based on maybe how the S&P does up to a limit, but it's going to be more than what my bank CD could pay. That's a win. That's really where they fit. So let's give an example, if you would, about how, what that might look like. Yeah. Thinking of one right now where you have a, on a fixed index annuity and these rates change month to month. But as an example, right now, you could get about three years worth of interest credit in one year on a fixed index annuity compared to what you could get on a traditional fixed annuity if the market is up. So let's say the S&P 500 is up today versus one year down the road, it might have a cap on it of nine or 10%. So your upside growth is between zero and let's say 10%. So if the market's up 15, you'd cap out at 10% and probably would be happy with that. You didn't have any risk during that one year period of time. Versus a traditional fixed annuity, you might get 4 or 5% for a year or 3%, depending on what type of term you're utilizing. So the fixed index annuity can have better growth potential, uh, but you might have some years where the market is down. And in that example, you wouldn't get anything on the fixed index annuity versus on the traditional fixed annuity, you might earn your 3 4 or 5% interest in that one year period of time. So trade-offs of, of knowing how they work. Mm-hmm. And what you just talked about there, let's, I think that's a good transition into why annuities are used. Where do they fit? And this is really key because they're not the right fit for everybody. Not everybody should own an annuity, but protection from loss, as we've talked about, is 
really one of the main reasons why we start looking at a fixed annuity is people transition from the accumulation phase of their financial lives. They've been working, they're investing in their 401k, they're you know really focused on aggressive growth. As we start to get within, let's call it a couple of years, maybe five years before retirement and looking at the distribution phase, now we have this nest egg that we've built up. Now maybe our attention isn't so much on continued aggressive growth so much as we want to protect what we've already accumulated, at least a portion of it. And that's where fixed annuities can be a great fit, a protection against loss for a portion of that. The other area in which we use fixed index annuities especially would be guaranteed income. And same thing, we transition from accumulation to distribution. Most people are going to have an income gap of some sort that they have to fill beyond what Social Security is going to provide. Maybe if somebody is lucky enough to still have a pension, they're going to have an income gap. And that's where we have to look at our own accounts. What can we use then to go generate income for ourselves? Annuities can be a great place to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. And it comes back to, again, using them properly, the right situation. I have a client we recently started working with. She and her husband are in their mid-40s, and their previous financial person had sold them a fixed annuity, which in their situation with their age range, their risk tolerance, um, was not the right tool for them to use because they're going to get that protection, but they're going to be limited on their growth. They don't need the money anytime soon. They're tolerant of the market, et cetera. That wasn't the best fit for their situation. If they're going to use an annuity, a variable annuity that does have risk, but has growth potential might've made more sense for them. So that protection element is really important. You look at last year in the market, the S&P was down 19% and some change. If you're retired and you're pulling money from your assets, you want what we call green money, some green money set aside to tap into some safe money to pull out of in situations like that. Um, When the market's up, we would pivot to take from more aggressive things. So having an annuity in that situation would give you options on pulling money out in bad markets. And the income element is depending on the type of annuity that you're using. There are some that are designed more for simple, safe accumulation and others are designed for long term. I'm going to use this for income. I decide later when I want to convert from accumulation into income, but still have control over the principal, decide when I want to stop and start the income and have flexibility. And I think that's one of the the common misconceptions around annuities because the origin original annuity was a single premium immediate annuity. You put in your money, give it to the insurance company. That block of money is gone. It's converted into a lifetime income stream and you can never tap into it further and say, I need more income this month because my expenses are higher. It's a, it's a contract. So the deferred annuity gives it, you flexibility of You're getting out. into subcategories. We promised we wouldn't do oh, that. Right. Uh, <laughs> kiss, kiss. He couldn't help. No, he it's, couldn't, it's good he info. Couldn't help it. Rabbit hole. If you're, if you're listening and you're like, what? Did we just de- deviate into five different types of categories? Jeff's absolutely right. Those are subcategories right. of, of different types of annuities. And this is one of the reasons why annuities can get a bad rap. Because if you have somebody that doesn't really understand all of the different types, where they fit, how they can be beneficial, and they're misused, then it's not the annuity that was bad per se. It was, it wasn't the right fit for that person. It didn't fit their needs correctly. And then 
they go talk about it to somebody and it's all turns into a horror story and look what happened and this didn't fit. And people start to think, well, gosh, that must have been the annuity that was the problem. And no, it was the way it was sold, explained, used for that specific situation. So yes, we were starting to get off track there a little bit, although I love that you are just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, maybe we need to do like a part two next week and get into some of the subcategories and some of the things that, uh, please don't, don't watch. <laughs> don't encourage him. What are you doing? Don't give him an outlet. To <laughs> <off their laughs> Fine, JV. Uh, no, you're, right. you're right. You're right. Yeah, but, but, uh, but can I interject here? I think what please. I've always heard, I think that annuities, people, some people are like, Oh no, I've heard bad things about annuities. A lot of times they're talking about a variable annuity because usually with those, there are high fees. There are risks. Uh, am I correct in that? And and people don't really understand how beneficial and different like a fixed indexed annuity would be, correct? Well, again, I think it can be how it's sold, right? I mean, Jeff just talked about somebody, one of his clients in their 40s was sold a fixed indexed annuity. That wasn't the right fit for them. They probably would have been better off with the variable. And I have numerous clients that bought variable annuities a long time before we met and I looked at them and it made sense for them to hold on to it because of the embedded benefits. They've been paying fees to get a benefit. Let's get the benefit out of that. So yeah, like Jamie, you said, it's not necessarily a bad product or a bad tool. Is it, is it used properly? Um, you know, we have some people that are using their variable annuities for income and they're getting a huge income off of that. And, uh, it made sense in their situation. So, and you can adjust that income to have it based on one spouse's life, both spouses life. You can now newer versions where when you start taking your income from the annuity, you can say, I want a higher initial payout and that's going to lock in and never go up or down. I know what I'm going to get, or there are options where you can say, Hey, let me take a little bit less upfront for my income but that income can increase over time if the market is up, but not go backwards if the market is down. So there's so many ways that they can be utilized. It almost sounds when you give somebody a high level overview, it almost sounds like that's too good to be true. What's the catch? The catch is usually liquidity. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you, you, this is a long-term retirement planning vehicle. This isn't, Hey, I'd really like some protection for the next year. And then I may want to pull all of my money out. So it's not that it's too good to be true. It's, are you using this the right way? Are you using it like an actual retirement vehicle? Is this money that you have marked for long-term guaranteed income or a death benefit or long-term accumulation or protection? So it's not that it's too good to be true. It's, we really want to empower our listeners, our clients, consumers to know what kind of questions to ask. And I, for fun, uh, you know, just, this is what I do for fun. I Googled just our annuities bad, our annuities good, just to see what would pop up. And of course, like the first three things that pop up are not, I know, shocking, are not unbiased info. It are, it is people that have paid a lot of money to have their results at the top of the search engine and it's their selling something. Some of it was they're selling annuities, but are trying to catch people that say, are they bad and try to get them that way. Others were people that are, you know, purely pitching investments. So it's really hard for the average consumer mm -hmm. without guidance to go try to find real info on this. There's just so much misleading info out there. Right. But 
I, I think that, boy, you know, I've heard you, both of you, uh, uh, you know, at different times talk about uh, the fixed annuities or the fixed index annuities. And I'm really impressed with, you know, uh, little to no fees on some of them. Uh, some you can get with no fees and you can take, uh, and some you can take up to 10% out a year if you need it. And uh, you can get upturn and no no downswing, uh, you know, zero is your hero, as you mentioned. Uh, those all sound great. And you can is even- Is Tony searching for a job at Paladin? I know. Just- uh, no. But I, I just I just think there are so many benefits. Uh, it's amazing that I know that's one reason why they're popular, but so many people don't understand that, hey, you're going to need to create an income from that lump sum 401k IRA in retirement. How do you do that? And uh, this sounds like a viable option for some people. Yeah, for some people. And you know, we have some clients that they've, they hate annuities or they love annuities, sure. whatever is fine. It's It's a tool. So if you want safety and you don't want to use an annuity, we have other tools that we can use. You look at the the financial world, you have the banking industry, you have the insurance industry, and you have the investment industry. They all have tools that have low or no risk. And as a trade-off, you give up sure. liquidity or growth. You sure. Know, bank CDs, simplest example, I want a nine-month CD. You don't get much very, very much interest, but you've got a short commitment. Versus you go out to a five-year CD, the bank has your money longer to do what they do. They're going to give you a higher rate. But if you pull that money out sooner than that five years, they're going to, you're going to give up some of that interest. So everything has trade-offs. It's not a good or bad. It's understanding how it works. Yeah. And, and fixed index annuities are guaranteed by the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. And uh, that's a good thing because insurance companies are heavily regulated. They have to keep money on hand and um, uh, I know that you guys work with, uh, top rated companies. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So we're as an independent firm, we have access to whatever carriers make the most sense if we're going to utilize annuities. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I've got three things I'm going to throw at you here, Jeff, and you'll have to tell me where you think these myths and misconceptions about annuities came from. Like what was the originating source of where, People started to get confused about this. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Let me be clear. This is false, what I'm saying. <laughs> so I don't want somebody to jump in right now and listen and be like, well, what'd she just say? Okay. Myth number one, the insurance company will keep the money when you die. Where do you think that originated? Uh, that came from single premium immediate annuities. So if you put in $100,000 with some big insurance company and you want that lifetime income because you don't have a pension, you're worried about Social Security, whatever the reason might be, if you chose a life-only option and you die a month later, the insurance company would keep the money in that option in that situation because <clears throat> the payout they were giving you was solely based on your life. Whereas you could do a, a life only with 15 year guarantee where they're going to pay the payments out for 15 years, even if you pass and those would go to your beneficiaries, but that, yep. that could So happen. I did, I let you get off track a little there, but I think it's important because you mentioned it earlier and this is where those subcategories come into play. That immediate annuity isn't really used very often at all anymore. Annuities have come such a long way. We really don't have a need for that older type 
annuity, but you may at some point, like it, there may be somebody that needs to squeeze every dime absolutely that they can get in pure lifetime income and aren't concerned about the death benefit, then maybe it is the right fit. So that's where that myth came from. Okay. Myth number two, you won't have access to any money. It'll be completely tied up. Um, I think oftentimes that's just a misunderstanding of knowing how it works, because if you have a, a policy where it's, let's say it's a seven year surrender period during that seven years, Tony mentions you can, a lot of products, you can take out 10% of the account value each year after the first year. So people sometimes forget that and think I'm just going to pay penalties if I take money out during that mm-hmm. seven years. That's a big one. Uh, the second one is there used to be a company in our industry that was very successful in providing annuities to people. And they had a very clear trade-off where you get this walk away value and this much higher value if you do X, Y, and Z over your lifetime. And a lot of people didn't like how that was explained. That's a nice way of saying it. (laughs) They didn't like how it was explained, meaning people were, it wasn't explained well. I think there was some confusion with agents and this we're talking decades ago. I mean, this isn't something that just recently happened. Annuities, fixed annuities are actually pretty new, right? Like 95, was that the first one? The fixed index annuities? Yes. Yeah. 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 So we're talking like five years in. Recent history. Newest (laughs) designs of annuities. And the design wasn't bad. It was people misunderstood what it was and it was missold. So it was kind of you to say, However, you said that very nicely. Um, Okay. Number three, you'll have IRS penalties if you try to withdraw money from the annuity too early. Uh, That's pertaining to the age 59 and a half. So if you have, let's say an IRA and whatever money you're putting your, whatever you're putting into that IRA, if you pull money out before age 59 and a half, you pay a 10% IRS penalty with annuities same thing would apply if it's IRA money because that's the IRS's rules. But if you have after tax money, you put into an annuity and you pull that out before age 59 and a half, you would also get that 10% penalty. And the reason for that is the IRS is giving you tax deferral on after tax money. That's one of the benefits of an annuity is it grows tax deferred regardless of the account type. You just have to think of it like any other retirement account. Yeah. All those retirement accounts where they're tax deferred, you pay taxes later in retirement, uh, but they're meant for retirement. So they don't want you to touch them before 59 and a half, the IRS, they want them to grow a little bit too, before they start taxing that money. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yep. And that can be another place where they get missold, right? A a 30 year old, a 40 year old probably doesn't need an annuity. Most instances, they've got time to be aggressive and let it grow. Mm -hmm. But as you start to near retirement, late fifties, early sixties, then the IRS rule wouldn't apply. Then you're just talking the surrender charges or whatever the rules of the annuity contract are. So that's a misconception. That means maybe somebody was in a product that wasn't a great fit for them. They needed to access money. This IRS thing came up, but it's because it was marked as a retirement account. So again, annuities have come such a long way. There's so much flexibility and there's so many competitive options to fit what you're looking for. I think the key is really to have an advisor that will be very transparent, that will really show their work. You know, why does this make sense compared to another option? What are the pros? What are the cons? Make sure you really understand 
what you're purchasing and that it's a fit for you. Amen. Amen. That's huge. Yeah. Preach it. I did. <laughs> I like it. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad we talked about this because I know that uh, before talking with uh, yourselves, I I did not understand annuities completely and, and they can be confusing. So uh, before we wrap up, if our listeners have questions uh, about annuities or maybe they have one and, and it might be the wrong vehicle for them, how can they get a second opinion on where they're at or a first opinion and get a plan in place? Yeah, give us a call. You can reach us at 651-842-8406. And as it relates to annuities, if you already own one, one of the things that we can provide you with is a custom annuity policy review where we'll analyze, here's what you have right now, educate you on how it works. Is it the right fit for you based on your situation? Was it a good decision or not so much? And what do you do about that? Um, so if you have one, we can help you to under, better understand what you have. If you're interested in annuities, you're not sure if they're the right fit for you. Again, we'll help educate you on the various types as it pertains to your situation and help you make an informed decision with that. But give us a call. Our number is 651-842-8406. You can visit us online at financialpaladin.com or send us an email at info at financialpaladin.com. And please take a moment. If you haven't yet, give us a, a rating on our podcast. We'd really appreciate that. Give it the opportunity for other people to hear our show. And uh, thank you very much for the time that you've spent with us here today. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, that was the good, the bad, and the ugly of annuities. And we didn't have to answer who Tony was. <laughs> Which one am I? I think I'm afraid I know what your answers would be. Uh, but listeners, thanks for tuning in. And that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.